Long story short, I shoved the whole bag of jelly beans up my ass. Welcome back to my podcast, guys. I am... I'm really loving this whole podcasting thing. It is such a simple setup. I literally have to put my tripod up, put my camera on there, and just start talking shit. I love my life. Well, (laughs) no, I do. I love my life. Also, if you can hear that I'm breathing, I'm still trying to figure out how to use the microphone vibes. So don't yell at me, please. I know that sometimes the audio the audio goes in and out, but I'm really trying. I've never been really good at the in and out. Now you take that how you will. Um, but welcome back, episode two. And they said it wouldn't last. And I'm pretty sure they're still saying it's not gonna last. But it will. It will. Guys, I'm really excited about it. And so that's gotta mean something. Anyways, it's been like a week since I last recorded. Since we last saw each other. And or since we last heard each other. Well, I can't hear you, but you can hear me. Hopefully. Um, but what's happened in the last week? Literally nothing that exciting. Nothing too exciting. Um, the most exciting thing that happened to me was I went to IGA the other day. Peter Monty's, if you don't know what IGA is. Um, and had the best time there. Spent around $100 and made a lasagna. That was the highlight of my week. Oh, and I almost, well, I did go and watch one of my best friends, Lossalini, play rugby, her and my other best friend, Caitlin. And let me tell you, rugby is fucking scary. I don't know who the fuck made this sport, but you're a sick individual because that is the scariest shit in my entire life that I have witnessed. It is not wrestling, but it is almost as bad as wrestling. They be throwing each other, doing RKO's, a 619, DDT. They be doing all this shit. Frog splash from the mat, if you will. Um, so yeah, that's the highlight of my week. Today's episode, y'all, it is something very near and dear to my heart. Because for years of my life, I felt like I was being watched. It is such a strange thing to talk about. And I'm not sure if everybody's gone through this, but I went through a period of time from the years, I'm going off of high school because once again, that's how I remember shit, but from year seven to year 10, so that's three years, that is three intense years of my life where I felt like I was being watched by society, not in the typical TikTok way that I'm being watched now in the people are watching me shower people are watching me talk to my mum about this really personal topic people are watching me cry in the bathroom before school it is crazy let me get into it let me get into it I'm just gonna jump right in as you will um if you will sorry I'm still not really good with the English language um The first time that I ever felt like this was, coincidentally, after the first massive argument I ever got into in year seven, which this comes back around, and we need to remember this, the first time that I felt like this was after a very traumatic experience in my life. I felt as if after this argument, I can't even remember what the argument was over, I think it was like, there was a couple people in my class that did not really like me, and... 
we were just fighting about shit. And they were like calling me, like, you know how people prank call? They were like prank calling me after school, trying to get me to say things that I just would not say. And it, it was just something stupid, something really fucking dumb. But that was the experience. And after that, I was left with the feeling that people were 24-7 watching me. This is probably the scariest period in my life thus far. This is the biggest period of time where I felt unsafe. And it's really funny because I never talked to anyone about it. And I never expressed that this is what I was feeling. But let me tell you. This is something in my life that I will never forget the feeling of. Let me explain the first time that I felt this way. So like I said, it was after this fight. I'd gone home and on the walk home, I kept feeling as as if people were watching me walk. Which is so crazy. Why the fuck did I think like this? But I felt like people were watching me walk. So I would keep looking behind me. I was like looking around. I'm like, there's literally no one here in this street. Like it is just me. So when I would walk home from school, there was two ways to get to my house. And I would sometimes take the longer path, which involved going down a laneway. So I went down this laneway because I was like, I want to, this feeling's yuck. Like I don't want people to be looking at me. I don't want the feeling of people looking at me because it's scary. So I went down the laneway. And needless to say, I ran down this laneway because I felt like every time I would take a step forward, there was someone behind me taking the exact same step, watching what I was doing. And I was paranoid as fuck for no reason. Well, there is a reason, (laughs) but for no apparent reason at the time, it was really scary. So I got home, I went upstairs into my room. I didn't tell my mom, I didn't tell my sisters, I didn't tell my cousin who was living with us, I didn't tell anybody that I was feeling like this. I just kind of felt like, I felt like it was, oh my god, it's really, I felt like everybody that I had come in contact with in my life was watching me. Like, had binoculars on, was following my footpath, was, like, taking photos of me when I wasn't looking and, like, recording what I was saying, and it was crazy so I get home I go into my bedroom don't tell nobody first thing I do is close the blinds because first of all I don't need none of the neighbors looking in as it is now that I feel like people are on the balcony watching me I can't catch a break where is a bitch meant to feel safe what am I meant to do like it is a feeling I could not comprehend so my bed was pretty high off the floor high enough that I could get underneath it So I went underneath the bed. I thought no one can see me under here. So I went under the bed and I started like just trying to calm myself down. It wasn't a panic attack that I was having, but it was a form of like anxiety. It was an anxious feeling that I can't really, I don't think I'm getting across how scared of a feeling it is because I I get anxiety. But I have never felt this anxious throughout a period of like my time on this earth than I did in these three years that this ongoing problem was arising. So I went to bed that night. 
I felt like this is the really strange part, but I felt like when I was in or around my bed, like if I was under my bed or in my bed, no one could see me. I felt like that was the only spot that I was safe where nobody was recording me, where no one was watching me, where no one was assessing every little thing I was doing. Mind you, the reason that I felt like people were assessing and watching everything I was doing was because of this argument that I had at school. The argument was so dumb and it was like analyzing and ripping apart things that I had said that weren't in the context that I said them and it made me feel like oh my god whatever I say people are going to change the context of they're going to change the meaning of what I mean it's going to be taken the wrong way and so I can't really express what I'm feeling or thinking because people babes are recording me out in these corridors and I have to be careful it's a really weird feeling if you've ever watched Orange is the New Black the character that I feel like in this period of time I related to the most was Dottie. Dottie is the bitch that looks like Alan that comes in like season four and she feels like there's drones and shit following her 24-7. Me. Me to a T. So, <laughs> the funny side of all of this, because now I can look back and be like, oh, that was a little bit strange, babes. To think that people in your life that you had met were taking time out of their days to watch and critique and assess every little thing you were doing. It's a bit narcissistic of you. But it is what it is. But this is the humour I find in it now. From this point onwards, I was really, really conscious of everything I was doing. Like, I was conscious of how I was talking. That's two fingers. I was conscious of how I was talking, how I was walking, um, how I was breathing. I still have this problem, doll. I breathe really loud through my mouth. But I was really conscious of all this shit. And so conscious to the point where I would rehearse. <laughs> I would rehearse. I would fucking rehearse, guys, what I was going to say to certain people, how I was going to speak, how I was going to walk, how I was going to breathe. I would rehearse all this shit. What the fuck? Who is giving me my Oscar? Because I deserve an award for the acting that went into making sure people were assessing me the correct way. Wrong. First of all, it's fucking wrong. <laughs> but the funniest experience I probably had was when I would shower. Oh my god, I would shower. <laughs> I would shower, y'all. And I would pretend as if I was the lady in Psycho who was about to get butchered the fuck up by Norman Bates. And I would pretend like I was her when I was showering. Guys, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, quickly head over to YouTube because I'm about to demonstrate how the fuck I looked in the shower. It's wrong. It's wrong. But I literally would do that because I was scared that somebody was going to catch me showering and like looking ugly. <laughs> and I wanted to look hot. I wanted to look hot. If I was going to be recorded, if I was going to be assessed by all these random people in my life, I wanted them to think at least, you know what? He may be stupid, but at least he's pretty. 
That's my life motto. So basically, that is probably the funny side to all of this. And when I would walk upstairs, like I would feel like people were behind me watching me. So I would walk with such posture and such poise that I looked like a fucking robot from Stepford Wives. I looked wrong. And for years, for years, I'm telling you guys, for three years of my life, this is how I would act every single day. I would be really structured and robotic. And it was like, obviously not natural. And it was so tiring. Oh my God. It was so tiring on my brain because I'd have days where I was like, oh, no one's watching me. Like, what the fuck am I thinking? And then all of a sudden, after two days of thinking no one's watching me, something would happen at school. Something would happen at home. I would fight with somebody. And then this feeling would rush back with a vengeance because then I would feel as if Literally, them two days that I was not watching anything I was doing, I had said the most foul, disgusting, dirty shit ever. People caught me picking my ass. People caught me doing all this weird shit, which, if I'm going to be thankful for something here, I really did not, and I mean this with, I promise, I really, really talked literally about nobody in these this three-year period because one I thought people were watching me and I thought the people I was talking about would hear what I was saying about them but then two because I was really conscious about people thinking I was a bad person so I didn't want anybody possibly watching hearing this and then thinking I was you know the equivalent of Hitler up here in Melbourne you know so I was just really hyper conscious about everything and anything I did. I for so long did not know why the fuck I felt like this and I never talked to anyone about it. The only time I've talked about this besides on camera right now was maybe two weeks ago with my girlfriend and my best friend Lossolini. We were sitting on this very couch here and I'm like guys I don't know if it was just me but when I was younger, I used to think people were watching my ass. And when I tell you, my bestie Lossolini, my sister, she busted out laughing like I literally had told her the funniest joke of all time. This bitch was squealing. She was holding onto the couch for dear life, gripping, gripping at the wood in the couch because she thought this was the funniest thing she's ever heard. And when she was laughing like that, in my mind, I was thinking, one, that's a bit uncalled for vibes. But then two, this really is the funniest thing I think I've ever done. Like for three years, I held up the acts. I put on a brave face and acted like a robot of myself. All because I thought people were watching me 24-7. And that is funny to me because now... Like, I kind of want people to watch me. Not in real life. Not in real time. Because that's a bit scary. But on TikTok and stuff. On YouTube and stuff. On Instagram. That's literally the whole point of posting for me. It's because I want people to see it. Which is so strange that my life took this big loop. And then that is suddenly what I like about people watching me. But before? Oh my god. 
I couldn't have thought of anything worse. So weird to me. But when I heard her laugh as loud as she did, I thought this is probably something that's not that common amongst people. And I want to reach my audience because (laughs) I need to know which other bitches were feeling like this in their life or if they're currently feeling like this. But like I said, I did some research and I found out that this is a form of social anxiety. Oh, for years I thought I was just a fucking crazy menace. To come and find out that it's an actual form of social anxiety. Shout out to everybody with social anxiety. I kind of feel bad for you. Yeah, yeah. I love Wendy Williams. Anyways, did some research. By research, I mean, I literally searched on Google, is it normal to think that people are watching you 24-7? And it said, no, bitch. That is a form of social anxiety. So I read up a little bit about it, and it's basically caused by traumatic events in your life. So what I can pinpoint it to, like the very first times that I felt like this, was in high school when I was being bullied, and I thought that people hated me. That is what kind of created that monster that anxiety that people were watching me 24-7, which is crazy because that small event in my life lasted literally three years. doesn't make it better that throughout all of your seven, I was pretty much, you know, target practice for some of the people at my school. Um, but I'm sure had I not experienced any of that, I probably would have never experienced that either, which is crazy to me. Crazy. Because nobody doing that at the time would have thought that that's something that I would end up experiencing. Do you know what I mean? And I wonder, had they known that I was going to live the rest of three years really, really anxious and on edge and like really critical about everything and anything I was doing, would they have still done the same thing? Would they have still made the same choices? Because personally... If I was on the other end of this and I knew that my words and actions would affect someone this deeply, I probably wouldn't do it by. But that's just me. That's just me. So yeah, like I said, it was a form of social anxiety. Looked it up. Crazy, cute, love that for me. This is when I started to get over it. It was literally like that. Literally one day in year 10, I think... This is why, because in year 10, I started to gain a little bit more social relevance at my school and I felt a little more in place or I felt like I had a purpose, which is crazy because like I was probably like 15, 16 at the time. You don't have a purpose yet, babes. You don't know what you're here for. So I really, really felt like I fit in at school for some reason. And then I woke up one day and I'm like, I'm so fucking funny. Why did I think people were watching me 24-7? I am the funniest person alive. I am an actor. I am literally Jim Carrey in The Truman Show. That, oh my God, if you have no clue about what anything I've said means or anything that I said you can't relate to, go and watch The Truman Show. That movie and me like this because it represents exactly how I felt. Like, everything was fake. Everyone in my life was an actor and everyone was watching me. Oh, my God. Scary. Scary times, guys. But I literally just woke up one day and got over it. <laughs> There's no big climax climax to the story because 
I literally just woke up one day and stopped feeling like that. And it's really strange because for three years I had no clue what this feeling was or what this what this anxiety came from. And then one day I just woke up and said, mm, you know what? This is a bit strange of me. This is a bit too much work for my brain. I'm going to stop doing all that because I don't need to be. Because... I don't think anyone's watching me because if they were, would I not have seen them by now? Guys, the way I would have to, oh, this is another memory. I would literally look through the windows when I was getting changed in my room to make sure that there was no one standing there watching me. Mind you, my bedroom was upstairs. I had a balcony. So I felt like people were standing out on the balcony. I would have to keep the curtains closed at all times because I thought people were watching me. How crazy is that? In my own home as well. Like I felt like people were peeking out from the corners and recording me walk down the stairs. Craziness. Absolute craziness. But like I said, I just woke up one day and it was gone. And I'm really thankful that I got over that because imagine I never did. Imagine till this point right now in my life, I still felt like that. What type of person would I be? I would be such a weird unit a little weirder than I am now and I think I'm quite strange already so imagine me me with less personal development and a recluse I would never leave the house oh my god with the free will I have now the only reason I left the house back then was because I had school and because my parents would not allow me to stay home um yeah they wouldn't have, yeah, they would have said, get your ass up, you're going to school, so, yeah, imagine, I like, I never wanted to leave the house, so, had I still been experienced that now, I would not leave the house, ever, I would be a recluse, I would sit inside, I would be Casper the Friendly Ghost Pale, because I would never see a lick of sun, not a lick, not a smidge, curtains on my house, on my house, mandatory, closed at all times, sunlight, me and them don't know each other, what a crazy thing to think of, like, I probably wouldn't have, I probably would have never started posting on YouTube, probably would have never posted on TikTok, I would have never done any of this shit, because I would have been so worried that people were watching and critiquing it 24-7, which they probably are now, um, watching and critiquing, which, it's funny because that person then that was experiencing this social anxiety would not cope with the copious amounts of hate that one receives when posting themselves online. Crazy. Unbelievable. I really am gobsmacked. It's very strange to me. But like I said, I, I've asked around like my friends and stuff like that and Nobody else has experienced this in my inner circle. Nobody. Which, <laughs> trailblazer. But also really strange that it was just me. Because I know people that have been bullied. And I know bullies. Okay. And no one's had this same experience. So maybe I am batshit bananas crazy. I need to go into the cuckoo house. Who knows. But 
that is my story on feeling what, like, like people were watching me 24-7. So funny. What did I learn from this? I'll give you a couple of dot points here. A little quick roundup of everything we've learned thus far. One, I am cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Two, I learned that living for other people is never going to benefit you. It will never benefit you. Not one bit of living for somebody else does anything for you. Nothing. And that was the major theme of these three years that I experienced this. Is that I was living for other people. For what? For what? Mind you, all the people that I thought were watching me were people from school, people from my family, people that I was not necessarily scared of, but people that I had felt intimidated by, let's say. And I'm sorry, but I could give two shits about what any of them thought now, which is funny, but back then I really, really like wanted them to, I guess, see me as a normal person and view me in a normal light because, you know, like I said, I was scared that they were watching me, babes. But now, I just cannot fathom that that was who I was. Is this who we are? Because I truly, truly cannot believe that that's how I was. It's really funny to me. But yeah, living for other people doesn't do anyone justice. It's not... It, it, it literally does not benefit anyone. It doesn't even benefit the people you're living for. Like, we get such a limited time to be somebody on this earth. Do not spend it trying to be a version of yourself for other people. It just doesn't work and it's going to be so much work. Trust me, I understand it is so much work. To keep up the face and the front that you're this perfect individual and that you're almost robotic. Nobody wants to be an NPC, which stands for a non-playable character. Okay, everybody's trying to be the main character in Euphoria. Okay, everybody wants to be a Maddie. Stop trying to be BB the vape girl. No one is that invested. Okay. And yeah, like, I just, I can't believe that was me. That is so funny to me. How long has this podcast been going for? Let's check, guys. Oh, oh, um, oh, um, oh, breaking the set. Um, I can't believe I've just been talking shit for half an hour. I'm so funny. I'm the funniest person I know. Is that narcissistic? Guys, I'm going to do a whole episode on narcissism because... There is two things that I have been called in my life that stuck with me. Well, I've been called many things that have stuck with me, but you get what I mean. A narcissist? Oh, and a sociopath. I personally do not identify with these terms, but I feel like I want to do an episode exploring them. Am I Jake Paul? Anyways, thank you for listening to the podcast, folks. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to give me a five-star rating and a lovely review. And come over to YouTube and watch me be an absolute p- 
pain in the ass menace on my couch. My, my little set, if you will. And um, I'll leave you with one little bit of advice because I'm so wise. Um, living for other people will never fulfill you. It's never going to fill that hole or that absence that you feel. And you just need to wake up and snap out of it, Diane. You need to wake up and you need to smell the roses and realize that unless unless you stop giving a fuck about what people think, you're going to end up like me, okay? You're going to end up thinking that people are recording you 24-7, watching every step that you take, and no one wants that. Unless you do, you're into that weird, kinky type of shit. By all means, go off. But the majority, I don't feel like we'd be into that. So wake up and smell the roses, delicious. Anyways, love you guys the most. If you heard that little ding, the Apple thing, it's because I accidentally pressed stop on my recording. Um, <laughs> I'm still getting used to this. Like I said, I'm still getting there. But this has been lovely. Love you guys the most. And tune in next week for another hot topic. A hot topic. How you doing? I'm Wendy Williams. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye.